When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's where we play jams from local bands and artists, very talented human beings that you can catch live right here in the ATX. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is The Late Joys, and they are playing Saturday at Carousel Lounge. The oh, Late Joys? Like yes. Late to the party? L-A-T-E oh. Joys. All right. All right. Okay. Hey, yeah, you never know with the band names. They right. Could, been they late. come up with some pretty cool They come up with some cool stuff. I like no. that. The late joys. All right. All right. I'm not even going to have to break that down. <laughs> There's like some pleasure delaying stuff in there with oh, the yeah, late. Blue chew. I, yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> Once again, the added value, the hey. amount of free mentions that hey, Bluetooth gets on this station. That I was mean, a wise investment by those people. For sure. They, I mean, they got, they got the best brand ambassador they could ever get. <laughs> I swear. Nobody is more I proud we would have, than I, I think Bluetooth. we should have interviewed my man that came here. We should have interviewed him because he, he was a personal endorser. He, he came here just to tell Harge that the product works. <laughs> And that he had been using the product way before Harge exactly. started endorsing it. Yep. He's like, oh, no, it works. Yeah. And I thought, I don't know why I thought it was gum. No, it's but not, it's like, it's, it sounds like candy almost. No, it ain't no candy. Well, it ain't no candy, but it's kind of like it candy. It can be, yeah. I'm just saying, like, it's not a pill pill. It's like, it looks it, like. It's, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a chewable. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like a Flintstone vitamin. Right here. <laughs> Barney Rubble. It's, hey, a, Fred. it's a Flintstone vitamin <laughs> for grown men, apparently. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. It gives it, you superpowers from I, what I heard. Well, what do you mean from what you heard? From the testimonial that I got. Hold up, hold up. You have not tried your own product? Oh, come on, man. You know I did. Is that good? Was that what's going to be your question? <laughs> was that what your question was going to be to me earlier? Yeah. I knew it was. I mean, hey, come let's, on. Let's put it like this. I already got a text. What time are you coming home? <laughs> I was just saying, if I was endorsing Lucha, I would oh, use it. Oh. All the products I endorse, I, I try to use them Trust all, me. As much as I can. Trust me. All I right? just got a text. <laughs> What time are you coming home? Hold up. The game is on late tonight. I will be up. Are <laughs> oh, we talking about before the game? You know what? Forget it. Hey, man. Forget it. Sometimes. Right. You, got, you got kids. Hey, they, hey, go outside and play. <laughs> go outside and play. It ain't going to take that long. <laughs> See, back in the day, this is, you know what? This has to affect uh, parents and their relationships these days. Because back in the day, you're right. We used to go outside and play for hours. Hours. Yeah. I don't know what mom and daddy were doing in the house when I was going. And they knew I was going to be going for hours. They they just, like, what did they always leaves, say? I used to bring like a water bottle. I'm like, mom, I'm be back. She's like, oh, boy, don't come back to the, to the lights. Come, come, lights on. come on. That's right. And she know like that's when I'll be coming home. And by that time, they Every, ready everybody's for fine. Everybody, everybody, every, and you always walk in the house, everybody's smiling. <laughs> It's like when I left, y'all were arguing. So I'm just saying, now but, you gotta smile. But how 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 upsetting is it now that if you're a you know you're a, obviously a mom and dad and you got kids, and they don't go outside to play, they play in the house all the time. They play video games and 
They always on their you phone. You got to build a shelter. You got to get out this house yes. so me and mama can work out. As a matter of fact, take your sister <laughs> with you. Take yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they used to have it all the time. Yeah. And take your brother with you. He's yeah, like, exactly. man, I don't want him coming with me. Come on. Yep. And he treats you like he treats you like crap the whole time. He talking exactly. talking trash to you and everything. But he knew. Hey, mama said take him with you. My daughter always walks in the house and be like, what y'all doing? Like nothing. We're watching TV. With a curious said, mind. Yeah, she was like, what y'all doing? What y'all got going on? Popping around the corner. Why y'all talking so much? Why y'all so close? Why y'all talking to <laughs> each other? What, Dad, that is not your chair. Why y'all whisper? Why are you in your chair? Why is you not sitting in your chair? Why do you have to text to yeah. each other now so y'all can Every have once in a while. private conversations Every once with in the a while. kids? Yeah. Every once in a while. I figured that. All right, uh, let's get to uh, some uh, NFL news, notes, and nuggets. We're also going to talk a ton about uh, Texas Xavier tonight. Matter of fact, we'll get back to that uh, conversation next segment and give you a tournament update. Actually, I can give you one right now. Uh, San Diego State is up 21-19 with about four minutes left in the first on Alabama. So beating Alabama 21-19, about four minutes left in the first half. By the way, my son uh -oh. just said, what you, uh -oh. my son said, uh -oh. hey, man, get it together. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, I got friends. Listen to this show, Dad. He's like, I'm together. in the car right now. Get it together. <laughs> oh, is he really? <laughs> yeah. I was wrong. Okay, you know what? Change the conversation, man. We'll change the conversation. But, uh, hey, Blue Chew is, hey, Blue Chew, <laughs> Blue Chew is, Blue Chew is paying some bills in that, in that house in more ways than one. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get to uh, the uh, updates for the Bama Pro Day. Okay, so yeah. one of the big topics of conversation is the Texans don't value Pro Days, apparently. Nick Casario – and D'Amico Ryans, they don't believe they need to show up uh, personally, like them show up to a pro day. And they're probably right about that. I mean, most of that is posturing. I mean, it's yeah. a, lot, a lot of it's right. just theater more than anything. I don't know if you, you can get all those – um, all those numbers and all the testing numbers and get all that, but you want to meet the player. And he's basically saying, I believe I've heard him paraphrase this on 610 in H-Town. He basically says that, well, I bring those guys in and have interviews privately, which right. he does. Right. That's what I was just saying. So I don't to need say. to go. That's how that goes down. That's what he's saying. Like, I don't need to yeah. go there and take part in all the theater of meeting him and then seeing, you know, him throw and everything. And everybody's can, in the way. Is I can send scouts there to video him throwing, and exactly. I can watch him throw, and I can actually have a private workout and watch him throw, and I'm sure that he'll, you know, I'm sure that Bryce Young will be more than willing to throw privately for the Texans if they wanted that too. So I think that's why it's not a big controversy. But the will he weigh in privately? That's a great question. I don't know. He didn't you know, weigh. He, 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 right. did not, he, did he did not weigh, weigh in, in yeah. at the Alabama Pro Days. He weighed at the combine. Maybe he weighed two oh four. Right. Come by. That was 204. Yeah. 204. Yeah. And now they asked him to weigh in at the Alabama Pro Day, and he said no, which is smart. They want you to weigh more, so go to the combine, put on the weight, eat a lot of honey buns, cinnamon rolls, carbs, whatever it is, pack on the pounds. But you as a quarterback know this. You got a weight that you play at as a player. Everybody does. And if you're throwing – with an extra, I don't know, 15 pounds on you. Yeah, it don't feel comfortable. It, don't, it ain't going to feel comfortable. You're going to look a little different throwing that rock. And you might pull something because and that's, that's not what point. you play at. That's a great point. That's even, yeah. actually, that's even more important, actually. Yeah. And I think for him now, he's probably, I don't know, 195. Yeah, I, I, right and that's, that's fine. Yeah, and I, I think he doesn't want to weigh because he doesn't want them to see him weigh 195. Right, those throws. right. And that's the other part about it, too, man. It, it, at the end of the day, and I always go back to this. 
He played in the SEC. And everybody keeps talking about the SEC and how great of a league it is. And it's where everybody is the coldest, right? Yeah. You're top of the top of the top. He won a Heisman Trophy playing in the SEC. Yes, he did. So whatever your gauge is and whether he's too big, too small, not fast enough, whatever. Dude won at Alabama with offensive linemen and wide receivers that are NFL-like. If that ain't the best tape that you can possibly have, I don't know what you're looking at. And that's kind of why I like Nick Casario. He, he says one of the other reasons he said he doesn't go to pro days. He says, I trust the tape. He said, I've been, he said, I watched every game that he's ever played Thank in you. college. Hell, I even went to watch some high school games Thank you. that these guys play. If I don't have enough of data points, that I don't have enough of a sample size watching the actual film, film playing football against other great football players, Thank like you, you said, in the SEC, you want me to go there and watch him in shorts and T-shirt, right. throw the football against air, against air yeah. to, and then I'm supposed to be like, oh, oh you know what? these great angles. That's the, yeah, that's the evaluation that put me over the top. It's like, no, he's like, that's silly. It, so he it, thinks a lot of the pro day stuff is a bit silly. He didn't say that, but right. he, he describes them as being a bit silly and overblown. And, overrated. It's like, and it's like people always saying, this kid may not be able to play at this university. He's playing at 6A. He's playing at a 6A school against top competition yeah. where every week you're going into a battle. There's no other way for him to prove it. Exactly. This is, the highest, level. This is the highest <laughs> level that he could possibly yeah. play at. That's a good point. So what are you saying to me? That's the thing that always drives me nuts. It's like we talk about it, it, all the major networks are always talking. SEC is the place to be. If you can go play in the SEC, you, you can right. play anywhere. Yeah. But all of a sudden, you got to go over here and make a draft pick, and you're like, I got to go see him. He don't look like he that tall. <laughs> like, what? That is fair, though. That's that a great point. zero sense You to can't me. have it both ways. Yes. Either it's the best league. It's either the best or, or it's not. Or it's not. And I think it is. Right. I think we all agree it is. Thank and you. This young man was the best player in the country, but also the best player in that league. You could argue two years. Two years. That's right. Um, That's right. But he did weigh in at, what, 5'10", or whatever, 5'11", something yep. like that, 5'10", a little under 5'11". My man fine angles, man. He finds I, those little pockets. I'm, I'm with you. you see, you know I'm a big Bryce Young fan. Yeah. I, I, I don't think the, the height – like I said, I know height is important, but I don't think it's a deal breaker with him. He offers so much more value with his other uh, premium skills within his skill set. And I just love his ability to improvise. I think his improvisation ability is, is it's, right. It's phenomenal. It's uncanny. It yes. is. It's is stuff that he can do once the play breaks down. Honestly, it, it reminds me a lot. I said, that's the part that reminds me of Mahomes. The other stuff does not remind me of Mahomes. Right. The only element have, of yeah. his game that reminds me of Mahomes is when the play breaks down and he starts to freestyle. Because Mahomes can do it really well and he can too. And he's a freestyle king. He you really know what is, I'm man. He, yeah. he, honestly, that's some. We I saw it. I think that's when he puts on his Superman cape. Yep. I always tell you guys, I need a quarterback. I, when I watch the film, I need to watch for, I'm watching for cape moments. Yep. And what I mean by that, I want the quarterback to put his cape on and become Superman. And whether that's leading his team, putting his team on his shoulders, or making you know that third and long, whatever it is, I need Superman plays. Put the cape on, young man. Let me see it. I seen Bryce Young do it a lot. I saw C.J. Stroud do it too yes, versus Georgia. Yes, you did versus the best defense that college football has seen in decades. I seen him put the cape on. 
And it's been unbelievable. He, the, the way he put the K-bomb. Man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I, I, when I see that, that to me, that is as a, an evaluator of the position, as the late, great Bill Walsh would say, uh, very few people can evaluate the quarterback position. Even fewer can coach the quarterback position. Uh, my, my most important data point watching the film, man, when do you put on the cape? How often do you put on the cape? Right. Um, and I've seen Bryce Young put it on a lot. He did it against Texas. Ooh. So many times. Hell, Ryan Watts should have had him. Right. What put the cape on. And he, whoop, whoop. Right? And then started freestyling. Freestyle key. And he gets to where he needs to be. He does. So, I, yeah. I, I still think, you know, for Bryce Young, he's an outlier. And I, this is a great stat that shows you he's, a, he's an outlier. Of the 301 quarterbacks drafted in the last 25 years, only two, I repeat, of the 301 quarterbacks drafted in the last 25 years, only two were under six foot and under 200 pounds. Neither were drafted in the top 100. So this is going to be historic. This Monumental. Be, yeah, this is unprecedented to have a guy who was under 200 pounds, which he is, um, and under six foot be drafted, potentially number one overall. Right. Colin Murray was thick. People forget, Colin Murray's thick. He got a big old neck. Yeah, you know exactly. Yeah. His shoulders. He's built like an yeah. Oopa Loopa. Like, he's he thick. He is. Like, he's thick down there. As my boys used to call Zeke, he looks like an Ewok. He's, yeah, he does you know look like saying? an Ewok. Yeah. He's, he, but, he, yeah, he, he's thick, though. Yeah. Um, so, he's got, like, a, his base weighs a lot. You go look yeah. at him, like, he's actually got hips. Yeah. And, yeah, so that's. He's solid. He's solid. That's not the frame of Bryce. Bryce is slight. He is a Slight frame. He's built in a slight he's manner. He's built like a model. Yes. He's, he's not like, built like, like a football he player. He doesn't have childbearing hips. Kind of like <laughs> his hips are small, like kind of yeah. dainty. And, you know, Colin Murray is built a little bit more compact. Yep. And they think that helps him deal with injury, but he still has to. And he still has injury. Still got the injury stuff yep. going on. Uh, all right. So that's a little talk about the, uh, the pro day for Alabama. Now you're done with that pro day. Um, it looks like those are the two top prospects. Oh, by the way, Will Levis also at yes. pro day. I didn't bring that up too. And he looked, he looked great, but I mean. I know. Who has anybody ever looked bad I'm like, at when a pro has day? Somebody said, "Oh have my God, ever, this dude is awful." Yeah, have anybody looked bad at a pro day? Have missed, ever had a, I'm talking about a quarterback. Exactly. Anthony, Anthony Richardson looked amazing. Looked amazing at the pro day. And everybody keeps saying, "Well, he's not an accurate quarterback, but he threw the ball well at the at combine. the pro day." Yeah, I'm with. You. I don't know if we've ever heard anybody with a terrible bad pro day at the quarterback position. It's a lie. It's almost. <laughs> it's, it's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Uh, that's the uh, the pro day update. Uh, here's the update about Zeke. Uh, we went over this story earlier, and I'm not surprised about this story, uh, but I was surprised about the story from yesterday. So yesterday uh, we reported because Pro Football Talk threw it out there. Actually, it was Adam Schefter, I believe, who threw it out there that there was Shifty Schefter. Yeah, that Zeke had narrowed his choices down <laughs> to three teams. Meaning, and, when you, and the way they phrased it, it made it seem like he had other choices. Right. It's like he right. narrowed his list of future teams down to you. Like, what do you mean? It's like he's saying, <laughs> like, no, you don't narrow your list down. It means he had more than three teams, and he narrowed it down. But anyway, uh, but per a league source, and by the way, those three teams were the Bengals, uh, the Jets, and the Eagles. Uh, per a league source, with knowledge of the situation, Elliott is not – I repeat, is not currently weighing contract offers from those three teams. In fact, Pro Football Talks reporting uh, he may uh, now he may have no offers at all. Um, 
because they have not been able to find teams that are interested in Zeke. As a matter of fact, they found a couple of these teams, including Zach uh, Taylor, the Bengals head coach, that have come out publicly on the record to uh, – to basically argue against that report and refute that report and say they are not interested in Zeke at all. Come that on. They're, that they're a team, they're fine the way they are. And nobody, nobody is interested in Lamar Jackson either. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, For very different reasons. Right, right. For very different reasons. But, no, it's a good point there. I, obviously, these are reports. So I where, mean, my, where my man Kim Francis at? Uh, I, need, he, I need him to represent Zeke yeah. right hey, now. That, that story has died out. Like nobody's of talking course, about that story today. Because either. it was just that moment. Nobody even talked about. Everybody that story was looking after that. at it and saying this, and then they were like, "Man, I ain't talked to nobody." And they're like, "Of course you didn't." That's the NFL trying to throw some stuff out there, putting up another smokescreen, collusion, collusion, and making sure that they hating on 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 uh, Lamar. Yeah, uh, I it, I don't disagree with that at all. Lamar Baxson. It is a weird, strange story, but nothing but bizarre storylines coming out of that Lamar Jackson yeah. sweepstakes. Uh, but getting back to the Zeke conversation, so they're reporting that Zeke does not have any of these offers. That to me sounds a lot more accurate. If I'm if I'm if I'm inclined to believe one of these reports that Zeke has narrowed down his choices between the Eagles, the Bengals, and the Jets, or this latest report that, uh, indeed, none of those teams have offered him any or have interest in him. Um, I think I'd believe the latter, that no, these teams don't have interest in Zeke, at least not yet. We're talking about not the, yet. We're talking about the deepest running back draft in the last 10 years, potentially. Right. And that, those guys will be way cheaper than Zeke and way more durable and an upgrade over Zeke. And you got a trade market that I got. It's got Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook and uh, oh, what's the the running back Eckler? Also, Eckler is in that running Eckler. back market as well yeah. as a there's a trade uh, possibilities. And the free agent market still has some quality running backs in it. I just think when they when a team brings in Zeke, it'll be late in training camp or even during the season sometime. Right now, at that position that is devalued, like running back. What's the point in bringing in Zeke when there are multiple upgrades over him in the free agent market and the trade market and also via the draft? Yeah, I agree with you on the draft part of it and and the way that you can go about it. But I'm I'm looking at Zeke and I'm like, he will end up on a team that will be potentially – leading themselves into the playoffs because of the value that he brings. Maybe it's not financial value, but the player on the field, whether it's blocking, whether it's getting those short, tough yardage, and the only reason why, and, and, and on the goal line, but the only reason why I would believe that Cincinnati wouldn't be the team to pick up Zeke is because they let Samaj P. Ryan walk as a younger player and somebody that is not a high-priced player that's fair you know what i'm saying yeah. so and and samaj was a valuable part of their success last year i know and i, I and you can't say it's because of baggage with him and joe mix exactly samaj but samaj don't have no baggage uh, he never got in trouble that's true samaj never got in trouble joe mixon is the one that was joe mixon always in trouble baggage. that's true that's they're looking point. at samaj trying to figure out how old he is he likes satchel page you don't ever know how old <laughs> samaj is that is a good point no you're right about that I, it's I don't know how old Samaj P. Ryan is or how old, you know, um, uh, Joe Mixon is either. Uh, but I do know most running backs are considered old yep. at like 27, 28. Yep. That's why the Zeke conversation, it's not personal to Zeke. It's more about the positional value and it's more about the positional market. And if he, didn't, and if he didn't grab all that money early, mm. he might have been able to do it. 
Uh, hey, you know what? That's smart by Zeke. Zeke. Yeah, because he knew Zeke's his window was closed exactly. down. Exactly. Zeke understood. No, I got to get my money while I can. Sorry, Dak. I got to jump this line, brother, because as soon as they figure out that I am, you know, there's going to be a precipitous drop off in my production and productivity, they're not going to want to pay me that money. Samaj's 27. Samaj's 27. Yep. He's, he's getting right there. Yep, yep. He's on he, that he's, window. He's really close. That, I give you the number all the time. Since 2001, running backs with at least 75 rushes per season. They peak at 27 years old on average. Yep. And by the time they turn 28, their rushing totals drop by 15%. By the time they turn 29, 25% drop in production. And by the time they're 30, we're talking about nearly a 50% drop in production. This is running back since 2001. Yep. So we got 20 years of, to, of, these, of these stats and the sample size that say, yeah, at 27, 28 years old, might need to move away from that running back. Yep. It's unfortunate, like I said, 27, 28 is young. Still should be young even in the NFL, but not at that specific position. Yep. It's, it's like when, you know, if a, if a woman is a pregnant or wants to get pregnant after 35 years old, they call it a geriatric pregnancy. That's, that's crazy. It, yeah. That's crazy. Geriatric. She's 35 years old, and they're calling her geriatric. She's ready to fight. That's why the women are big about the biological clock exactly. and all that kind of stuff. But my point is. Hit me with your best shot. <laughs> my point is, I think, goes back to your Bluetooth thing again. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't drop it in there. I, I was, was going to, but you had already told me. I was waiting on it. They knew, and my uh, kid's in the car. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, and we all know, like, that's a, that's, that term probably should – it's not politically correct. That's not really uh, a, a nice term for a woman who considers herself to be young at 35. But mm -hmm. to try to have a child at 35, doctors consider that to be kind of a late maternal age. And the same thing with a running back. At 27, 28 years old, yeah, you're young, but, man, you're a geriatric running back. You're right, a geriatric right, back, bro, right, right. basically in the NFL. And that's how they start viewing you. That's how they look at you. It's unfortunate. Sad. It's definitely sad. But that's just uh, the way. That's the way it is. Um, okay. Also, we were talking about the Cowboys earlier, and I there was an article that was written up at uh, Cowboys Wire. Um, and just real quick, I won't go into it in detail, but they just pointed out that the Cowboys mid to late round picks in this draft could be crucial when they're trying to replace, uh, you know, obviously quality depth and quality starters. They said. The Cowboys in middle to late round picks have found a ton of really good talent, and they have. Remember I told you the Cowboys are the best drafting team potentially in the NFL, top five, top ten year after year. They did mention two Longhorns that would be sleepers for the Cowboys late in the draft or in the middle of the draft. They mentioned DeMarvion Overshone, and they mentioned Keandre Colburn, both of those guys. And we know Overshone actually has had interviews mm -hmm. with the Cowboys. He pointed that out. He told that to our good friends over at Horns 24-7. So and we know Dan Quinn loves positionless players, versatile hybrid defenders. DeMarvion Overshone is a safety turn linebacker, so he also fits the, the type of player and, and type of skill set that Dan Quinn wants. So that's all still out there. And the Kendra Coburn thing makes sense because, by the way, my man Jeff Howe told me on Longhorn Bliss that Kendra Coburn says he's met with almost every team, that's which good. I've said that's makes good. sense because every team needs a Coburn. Yep. But they haven't, they haven't re-signed Jonathan Hankins yet. It's kind of the last piece of that, you know, of that offseason um, kind of overhaul that I think a lot of Cowboys fans want to see because he was so important to that rush defense. If you are not going to re-sign Jonathan Hankins, which I'm underst it's understandable because he's an, aging, uh, he's an aging player at a position that is a high-impact uh, position, like defensive tackle. So you don't want to overpay those guys, and you also need to have those, those types of players. Tech the, the Cowboys may decide they want to go with Texas 
uh, defensive tackle, Kendrick Coburn, because maybe they want that guy for the foreseeable future yep. on the cheap. Yep, yep. And that's, that's what they would have in that's Coburn. As if they don't sign, re-sign Hankins. I think they should re-sign Hankins, though. Just yeah, you need, you need you need some older guy, players to teach the younger players. You yeah. definitely need that. You can still go out and draft a Keandre Coburn because he's still learning the league. You still yep. need to understand that. And you can get other players as well. But the main thing is you want to make sure you're putting yourself in a position for the long haul. If he's somebody that you see a good number of years in front of you with, then do that. If you need to sign Hankins for a one-year deal, cool with that. I like but that. But make sure you get a younger player so that older player can teach him the ropes. Uh, no, I love that idea. Actually, sign him to a one-year deal and then draft. Right. One of those young D-tackles, yeah. whoever it may be, young, and just kind of teach him how to be a professional. I may be being a homer here, but I truly believe that all the Longhorns coming out in the draft this year, the ones that are expected to be drafted, makes sense for the Cowboys, depending on – where they fall in the draft. Bijan makes sense. If he falls to 26, we talked about the value you get with a top 10 player falling to 26 don't and at a position man. you need. Rojo makes sense because if you don't get a Bijan, you can get Rojo in the fourth round. Yep. A guy who uh, Daniel Jeremiah and Todd McShay say they can see as a starting running back in the league in a few years in the mm-hmm. right situation. Keandre Coburn makes sense. We just talked about that because they need a D-tackle. Um, and let's say re-sign Jonathan Hankins. They can still do both. DeMarvin Overshone makes sense. Reasons we just brought up. His hybrid his hybrid ability, uh, the versatility. Dan Quinn likes positionless football players. And he's already interviewed a guy like Demo. Um, Moro Ojimo makes sense because he can play multiple shades up front. He can play inside. He can play outside on the edge. And high upside player, 21 years old, who's been a fifth-year player in exactly. Texas. Exactly. That also makes sense for the Cowboys. They need D-line help. Think about what you just said, the words that just came out of your mouth. A fifth-year player at the University of Texas that's 21 years old. Amazing. Amazing. Like, how the hell did that even happen? Because he came here, he was 17. Right, right. That is amazing when you think about it. Yeah, it really is. Right. So, I, I – I, I know it may, I may just be in the homer here. It may just be me, the homer. No, but, but I think so all of them, I think all, they all make sense for yep. the Cowboys. Yep. Um, depending on, like I said, when they draft them. All right, we come back. We're talking Texas Xavier on the other side. We'll give you our final thoughts about that matchup, give you an update on the tournament games happening right now. We're live out here at Golffinity. It's a great place celebrating Dale Match Play coming to town. It's a great place for you to come celebrate. Start your weekend off the right way at Golffinity. North 620. You can turn right uh, after that bushes chicken or into the bushes chicken. You'll find your way uh, straight back, and you'll see the horn flags. Uh, you'll see the, uh, the, the van out there. You'll also see how huge uh, Golffinity actually is. Great venue, plenty of space for you, uh, plenty of ways for you to cultivate your golf game out here at Golffinity. We'll come right back. This is Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is all my fault. Myself. I had nobody's 
512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie. Here we are. Patrick Davis always doing the job letting us know about all the local artists and where they will be performing. Where are they at, Patrick, and who is this? This is The Past Lifes, and they are playing Saturday at Antones. Oh, everybody know where Antones. The new Antones, not the old Antones, right? New Antones, yes. That's right. Go to the old one if you want to. Yeah, but ain't nobody, nobody going to be there. <laughs> Hang out there if you want to. You go kick it if you like to. <laughs> um, all right, we got a couple of segments left here in the show. We'll give you an update on uh, the tournament as soon as uh, I get a view of it. We'll give you an update on the scores there. But we're out here at Golfinity. Dell Match Play is the reason. Celebrating Dell Match Play being in town. And actually, sadly, maybe the last Dell Match Play. It is the last Dell last. Dell match play. Yeah. I wanted to give you the update. Uh, halftime, San Diego State is up 28-23 to 23 against Alabama. U of H playing University of Miami. The U, the U is up 27-23 to 23 with 7 minutes and 10 seconds left in the first half. U of H likes drama, though. They do. They like TNT. Yeah, they do. They like drama. They like to make it close and keep you guessing, yeah, draw I, you in. Yeah. Make all the TVs turn over there. Yeah, and obviously U of H, if they win, um, yes, yes. they'll play the winner of Texas. Xavier, uh, I think we all have Texas advancing in that matchup. I, here's my biggest. On my bracket, by the way, I do have Texas advancing, just FYI. Oh, I do too. I have yeah. Texas going to, to the title game, playing Bama in the national title game, and Bama beating Texas in the national title game. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this, if, if there's any year to drink the Kool-Aid, this is the year I mean, to drink the Kool-Aid. I mean, guzzle. Right? Yeah. Like drinking. a water hose guzzle. A <laughs> <laughs> um, couple of factors. Texas is, is much deeper than Xavier, so I think that's going to be a huge factor, uh, and it's going to be uh, something that's advantageous to Texas because Texas goes nine deep, and Xavier has been struggling uh, this year getting minutes and also getting quality uh, reps off the bench. That, matter of fact, less than 25% of their minutes this year were played by bench players. That's 310th nationally. Texas goes nine deep. That's got to be a huge advantage for Texas. Not huge, but at least an advantage for Texas. Also, they have trouble defending centers, uh, and they have trouble defending the mid-range. I think those things are a little interconnected with them. And Texas right now, you can argue the strength of their offense right now is their mid-range game. And it's because of their center, Dylan DeSue, who in the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament was the most efficient offensive player in the tournament and may have the most unstoppable signature shot right now in the Ooh. tournament with the push shot of the, what do they call it, the flotation station. The flotation station, that's right. So those are my three uh, big factors looking at that I think could be huge in helping Texas win this game. And also it involves, you know, Dylan DeSue and what he can do. But I'm a little concerned about Nunji, Jack Nunji, seven foot. Seven-foot guy who can hit a three-point shot at a 40% rate. And if it comes down to the end of the game, getting to the basket and you're driving to the lane, don't forget he's got that big wingspan. He had a big block in the Kennesaw State game, uh, which sent them to play Pitt, and then they end up beating Pitt. So it was a, a great matchup, a great battle. But I'm with you. I mean, if Texas can go out there and play on the perimeter, like they have been as far as defensive. We know what's going to happen with the, with the offense. They're going to find ways. They used the mid-range the last game. You gave us the numbers earlier about the effectiveness in which they played with. 
I think it's going to be how they run guys off the three-point line and make them shoot the mid-range shot as well. I like that idea, too, because they are one of the most prolific three-point shooting teams in uh, the country, but Texas has gone up against two of the best three-point shooting teams in the country, and Colgate and Penn State, those teams combined to go 11 of 41 in the first two rounds for three-point range. So Texas has smothered uh, the perimeter in the first two rounds. I agree with Harge. You want to do that again in this matchup. And your magic number to pay attention to is 72. Yep. Uh, 72. Texas is 23-0, undefeated when they hold their opponents to 72 points or less or fewer. And Xavier is 27-3. and when they score 72 or more points. So we get to 72. Um, that's probably bad news for Texas considering their defense uh, since March 1st is allowing a little over 58 points per game, 58.2 points per game, I believe it is, uh, since March 1st. So their defense has come to play. If you know it's a higher-scoring game, that actually benefits Xavier more than it does Texas because Xavier is a top-10 offense. Yes. But Texas is a top 15 offense. Xavier is a top 70 defense. Texas is a top 10 defense. Yep. So Texas all around is a better team overall. But if it becomes an offensive game, an offensive shootout pretty much, that, that makes me concerned that, that Texas is playing Xavier's game rather than making Xavier play Texas' game. Yeah, they put that pressure on you, and that's the one thing that travels, right? You always talk about defense traveling, and I think that's what the Texas Longhorn fans – our hope in the night, making sure that Texas's defense continues to put pressure on everybody and continuing to go after people, and that is going to be the recipe for the game tonight. Yeah, Xavier scored 78 points or more in seven of their last 10 games. Yep. Um, 11th best offense in the country. Uh, and, but they, the three-point shot has not been working for them. The three-point shot has not been working for anybody in the first two rounds. Historically low combined collective three-point uh, shooting percentage in the first two rounds. Uh, I believe it was like 31, a little over 31%. And if you go look at the first two rounds, three-point shooting for Xavier, they were at 29%, which is pretty close to what the average has been. So we'll see if that changes for them too. But hopefully Texas can keep them frustrated from the three-point line. All right, we come back. We'll wrap it up, put it in the oven. Uh, we're live from Golffinity out here at North 620. Come on out here and join us, having a good time, and you'll have a great time out here as well. They're celebrating Dell match play, getting the weekend started the right way. We'll be right back to wrap it up right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9 The Horn. Friends. Pop a top again. You mind if I have some of your tasty beverage to wash you? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've been known to drink a beer or two. I think a man working outdoors feels more like a man if you can have a bottle of suds. It's only my opinion, sir. I got beer. I got bottled breast milk. Eh, why don't we start with the beer? Okay. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Wait, it's already 5 o'clock here. It's time for What's on Tap. How about a nice cool drink? That's oh, really man, good. That's good. That's that is... Mm. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Pop a top again. 
Right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Get ready to wrap it up and put it in the oven. Before we do, we'll let you know what's on tap. If you missed any part of any of the shows, please go to hornfm.com. You can catch up with them on the podcast page. One last shout-out to our good friends here at Golffinity. Thank you for all the hospitality. Uh, and thanks to all the fans who actually came by to say oh, hello, yeah. too, man. It, uh, so many of them, and you guys were fantastic. We really appreciate you guys. You guys are family, basically. So anytime you guys come out to visit, really. Uh, really makes our day so thanks to all the fans who came out um and also uh don't forget that um go check out the website hornfm.com you can also go to the contest page there there's a way for you still to get tickets for courtesy of our good friends at syntex tickets so the way for you to get tickets to the uh men's and women's tournaments all right no Either or, men's or women's turn. The ones in uh, one in H Town uh, or the one in uh, Dallas. In Dallas, and also if you're going to be looking for baseball, baseball is on twelve sixty and one hundred one point nine. And for basketball, a little bit later on tonight, one hundred four point nine. The Horn, right here, you'll get a chance to listen. Uh, baseball starting up in what? Five minutes. Five Tex- minutes. Yeah, from they now. got a, they got a big weekend. Texas Tech is in town. Softball has Texas Tech in town as well. A lot of Red Raiders are down there. On the 40 acres. And you're right. Your wife's a Red Raider. She is only for soccer. I love how your wife only roots for Texas Tech in soccer. That's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> no other sports? No other sports. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, all right. Uh, I do want to thank my man Patrick. Back to air in compound. Holding it down. Appreciate him. Appreciate my man Derek. Appreciate Jack as well. Uh, appreciate Aaron. Uh, right. man Aaron, who came on for the uh, Horse Knock Live. He runs the, the Golffinity, and he does it really, really well. Check it out for yourself. Make it a priority to get out to Golffinity. Shout out uh, to my man Chris, too. He was the one who always got us down. There you go. So uh, right. uh, there you go. All right. Uh, best of luck to the Longhorns tonight. You can That's catch right. it right here on 104.9 The Horn. Remember, the revolution might be televised. We talk about it right here on Ball Don't Lie. We love you guys. We mean that. Take care of yourselves, but more importantly, take care of each other, and have a great weekend. Peace.